Welcome to Gladiatrix. I am woman and hear me roar. I'm your host, Malini Sarma. Every week, I will be speaking with women from all over the world who will be sharing their journeys, their stories about overcoming their fears and achieving great things that they thought they never could. So if you don't want to miss a story, make sure you subscribe. Before we talk about today's show, I would like to say thank you to all my guests who have been featured on the Gladiatrix podcast to date. I have a dream. There are 193 countries in the United Nations, and I have a dream that I can host at least one woman from every country in the world on this podcast. That is 193 countries, 193 stories, and 193 shows. So if you know of somebody who should be featured on the show, please drop me a note. I would really appreciate it. In today's episode, we're speaking with Aurelie Ho. Aurelie is originally from France, but today she is living in Hong Kong with her husband and her two young children. As the youngest of seven and the first one to go to college, Aurelie talks about her struggles as she learned the English language, her passion for traveling and helping people, and starting her own business. This is her story. Hi, Orly. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. I really, really appreciate you taking the time during the holiday season to uh, come on the show. Hi, Melanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be uh, on Gladiatrix. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So you grew up in France. You're originally from France, but right now um, you are living in Hong Kong. So Tell me a little yes. bit more about, you know, your upbringing and some of the experiences that, you know, kind of shaped uh, who you are as a person. Yes. So uh, I grew up, I grew up and uh, I lived in France for about 20 years before mm -hmm. I started uh, to travel uh, mm -hmm. with my now husband. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I stayed in Paris for most of my uh, childhood okay. and I grew up in a big family. We were seven children in the house. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. So uh, I'm the youngest one. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, so that's, um, uh, that's uh, basically it. <laughs> so what were your parents doing? I mean, did you, um, were you, you know, you lived in the city, I'm presuming, or did you live yes. like in outside? Uh, in, in the big city, yes. So both of my parents were working. Uh, okay. They were working very hard um, mm -hmm. because they had to support this big family. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were, um, I think we all had a kind of good uh, childhood. Mm -hmm. uh, we come from a middle class family. Mm -hmm. um, so we uh, went to public school. Uh, I'm, I'm the one who uh, went to college. I'm the, the only one okay. um, in the family. So basically we've been uh, taught to work hard and then go to work as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So we weren't pushed too much on the, on the study. Okay. Uh, which was good for me because I wasn't really a good student. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So that was nice. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I was very inspired by my parents who were working hard. So mm -hmm. I think that shaped a lot of um, my thinking when okay. I was young. Um, yeah. 
So, so your um, your brothers and sisters, you're very close to them, yeah. Oh yes, uh, so, yes. <laughs> so, who are some of your role models growing up? Uh, I see my parents, uh, both of my parents, uh, because I, I was quite self-aware as a as a child. I was always questioning how mm-hmm. what people were doing, how things were working, mm-hmm. and I was genuinely um, impressed that my parents had so many children and mm-hmm. uh, they were working hard and they made sure we had a holidays every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and even <laughs> looking back now, I only have two kids <laughs> and um, I think they did really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did a lot of planning, um, a lot of budgeting. Uh, mm-hmm. So we could go on holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nine people <laughs> going on holiday every year. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, so you're the youngest of seven. So I'm sure when you're, you know, you, you watch your parents, you watch your older brothers and sisters as they were doing their work. So what prompted you to go to college? What, what, what made you think that, okay, I'm going to go to college. What were your parents' reaction? What were your siblings' reaction when you said you were so, um, so as I, as I said, I wasn't really g- a good student. So mm-hmm. during high school, I had to retake one of my year mm-hmm. uh, and I went to boarding school for one year. Uh, oh, okay. which was, yeah, which was great. And, uh, um, but I had, I think I grew up a lot during that time because I wasn't at home uh, during the week and sometimes I had to spend two or three weeks away from, from my home mm-hmm. and I was alternating between work and study. Uh-huh. And I was 13 years old, so I was very young I had to start working. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I was doing a study and sport at the same time. So I was doing horse riding. Okay. Uh, and I had to work in a horse riding club. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's kind of hard work because it's a lot of physical work that you right. have to do. Yeah, all the, and, you got to yeah. clean the stalls and then yes. brush the horses down. And yes, then, all, right? of, all of this, yes. Uh, uh-huh. It was quite, quite hard, <laughs> uh, but I, I loved it. Uh-huh. Uh, but as I was studying this and, and I had a, a passion for horse riding, mm-hmm. uh, I realized that what I aspired to do was more like uh, to have my own club and managing the whole thing. And the study that I was doing, it was more to be uh, a teacher or something like this. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't... Um, it wasn't preparing me to, uh, or, or helping me to, um, I guess I was kind of interested in all, in the whole management thing. Okay. And if I keep continue on that uh, study path, mm-hmm. I would not be able to do it. So I thought, okay, so maybe I should go back to uh, the, the mainstream uh, study mm-hmm. so I can uh, advance my study and my career. And then I can uh, go back to... Um, uh, maybe another type of work so I can save more money because from my background, I couldn't just open my, uh, right. my horse riding club uh, or something. Like that. I realized we needed money. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that's why I chose to go back to mainstream study and, uh, and study more. So oh, that, okay. Uh, so, so now when you went back, um, so you said you were um, working um, in a horse riding um, stable yes. and then you were also studying. And um, when you... So you were only 13 at the time? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what age did they start college in, uh, when you said mainstream study, you went back to school. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I went back to finish my high school okay. and then I got my A level. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after that, I went to, uh, to college uh, okay. to get my, my bachelor degree. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what was your parents' reaction when you told them that? 
they were, I think they were happy. Uh, but first I say that I wanted to study in London. Uh, uh-huh. So I was the first one going abroad as well. Wow. Uh, so did so, your parents, but, were they excited? They're like, okay, you have to get all this stuff. Would you, you know, how would you know the I, language? I think, yeah, I think they, they were, they were okay with that because I, I was always um, kind of obsessed with my goal. <laughs> so okay. any anytime when I had a goal in mind, I was making sure you, that uh, I could do it. So uh-huh. uh, I was doing a lot of planning. And when I had my A-level, uh, my grade in English was really bad. Okay. <laughs> so I failed the, the English uh, mm-hmm. subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before going on to my f- to further study, I decided to take a, uh, a year off, mm-hmm. uh, which was not... Uh, very conventional because usually right. when you just study you don't uh, you don't stop mm-hmm. um, uh, in between mm-hmm. um, and uh, but I didn't really know where uh, I wanted to focus on my study yet mm-hmm. um, and I also had to do um, a surgery for my eye and I knew right. that at the beginning of the year I would have to take maybe a month off my study mm-hmm. so that's a lot when you start for the for the A level, so right. I thought maybe I could take just the the, the year off and 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 see, <laughs> and um, and I went to uh, London uh, mm-hmm. to stay with the family. So that was my first big travel alone, and I started to love uh, English. <laughs> okay, and, yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, if you fail the English in in the A levels, and yes. then when you move to London, on top of that, so now yes. you're surrounded by everybody speaking English. So that kind of helped you. Um, yes. pick up the language too right yeah exactly and uh, and that's where I, sta- I started to have interest in English and I realized how I could help my career and why it was so important mm-hmm. uh, and before that I just didn't have any interest in English and I didn't really study it um, ah, okay. and, and I guess I've been told that uh, at school that I was bad at English so <laughs> I didn't work on it <laughs> so yeah so, so, so yeah so when you um, um, went to London um, to go for your higher studies, what were you yes. studying? So I was studying uh, business management and human resources. Ah, okay. So that's how you got into HR because that's yes. where you were studying. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so you went to do your bachelor's and, and then what happened? And after that, uh, I went to China for one year. Okay, uh, as part of your of your studies, or was it just uh, no. to travel? Uh, just to travel, uh, because I wanted to learn Mandarin, <laughs> which I did not. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, yeah, because it was really hard. But um, and when I was there, uh, because after my A level, um, I didn't know if I wanted to uh, get my master degree or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you work in France in HR, you need a master degree. Oh, okay. um, but I didn't know if I wanted to really stay in France or travel more. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, yeah, so I went away for one year to discover another part of the world. And I went to Hong Kong for a short uh, time mm-hmm. uh, for, I think, one or two months. And I really loved the city. And I, and I decided that uh, that's where I wanted to move and start my career. Mm-hmm. So, um, but Hong Kong is a very expensive uh, city. Yes. Uh, yes. So I, yeah, so I went back to France and I uh, worked for one year. So I worked two jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a full-time job Monday to Friday. And then I worked uh, a part-time job Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. um, for one year with no day off. So I could save money uh, to uh, move to Hong Kong the, the next year. 
Wow. I mean, so you were not kidding when you said you're very focused on your goals. Yes. <laughs> Once you decide what you want to do, you just yes. focus on that, do what it needs to take, and then you just do it. Yeah. So what, what were your parents' reaction when you told them or your sibling when they said, okay, I'm moving to Hong Kong? What yeah, well, they were okay with with London when it was very mm -hmm. close from France. But right. my mom said, "You're going, you're going to move ten thousand kilometers away from France. It's very, very far." Mm -hmm. um, but I went to China uh, for for study before Hong Kong. But it was temporary. But now I was moving mm -hmm. <laughs> for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, she was a bit scared, I guess, because uh, she didn't uh, travel much. Uh, my mom mm -hmm. and, um, and and none of my sisters and brothers had done it before. But she, I think my mom was. Um, because maybe I was the youngest one uh, mm -hmm. during my childhood, they let me do a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, so she knew I, I really wanted to do it. So she didn't, um, usually she didn't really give her opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, she give advice, but she will not uh, try to change my mind. So that's something that's, um, that was really helpful for me to try things. That, that's really awesome. So what, what happened after you moved to, uh, to Hong Kong? I mean, so did you find a job there? Is that what happened? Uh, so I went there with my, my husband. Uh, so oh, so you were, already, you were already... So where did you meet your husband? Yeah, uh, I met him in France just the year before we went to London. Okay. Um, so he was so studying there? He was studying in France and it was actually his last year and he didn't want to study more. Okay. <laughs> his plan was to just go to work after that. Okay. Uh, but I, I try to convince him to go to further education. Okay. So um, is he is he uh, is he French or is he from another he's, country? He's French, uh, but both of his parents are from Hong Kong. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I convinced him to um, to look into uh, further education and look at his different options mm -hmm. and see whether he, he really wanted to go to work now or maybe. Um, and I guess because of the, maybe my HR focus, mm -hmm, <laughs> I tried mm -hmm. to show him that he had more options. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he, um, he wanted to study in London as well. So we both went to London, but different schools. Mm -hmm. um, and then we went to China together. He went to study there for his uh, master degree. Okay. Um, and then we went back, I went back to France to, to work for one year and he went back to UK for one more year. Okay. Um, and then uh, when I saved enough money for Hong Kong and when he was done with his master, mm -hmm. uh, we both came to Hong Kong uh, with our luggage and we just started to uh, look for a job. Okay. okay. So yes. you planned it pretty well to make sure that it was timed right so you could be together, yes. right? Okay. Yes. That, that's pretty cool. I mean, so does your husband speak Mandarin? Uh, a little bit, but he speaks Cantonese. Oh, he speaks, that's right. Okay, they speak yeah. Cantonese. Okay. Yes. That's right. In Hong Kong, do most people speak Cantonese? Oh, yes, Cantonese. Yes. Ah, okay. Okay. So, um, um, so once you were in Hong Kong, then you, you both of you look for jobs? And yes, you just exactly. And then you decided to just uh, settle there? So you've been there for a few years now? Because now you're married oh, and you've got two yeah. kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we came here in 2011. Okay. Uh, so we stayed there for three years at first, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it went very quickly uh, because we were both focusing on, on work, uh, and then we got married, and then I had my first uh, child. Mm -hmm. um, 
And after that, we decided to go back to France uh, temporarily because uh, in his job, uh, my husband, he had the opportunity to go back to France to be with the, uh, the head office in France because he was working for a French company. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I... Um, I just quit a job uh, because I was close to burnout mm-hmm. um, and it was a good time for us to go back to be close to our family okay. uh, for a little yeah. while. But we knew it was just temporary um, mm-hmm. because we, we still wanted to, to be more, to explore more. Um, uh, to, we, we actually love to live abroad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. You know what? Once the travel bug hits, it's very hard to like stay s- to stay in one place. I yes. can I can say that from experience and you know I I I left my home country you know more than 30 years ago so it's I, yes. I understand how you feel. It's <laughs> yes. it's the, the bug the travel bug bites you then it's very hard. Yes. <laughs> so so you you studied HR and when you were in Hong Kong you were you were working in an HR setting. Yeah. And yes. it, it, um what happened after that? I mean because I know um you started decided to start your own business, but what was it like working in HR? I mean, for you to turn around and say, "Okay, I'm done." Yes. Well, the the first uh, job I had in Hong Kong was quite comfortable, uh, mm-hmm. and after two years, uh, I was starting to get bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I looked at my options and my network, and I had the opportunity to change job um, uh, right after my maternity leave. Uh, mm-hmm. to take on a new job. And on, on paper, it was the dream job. Uh, it was to take care of expatriates. And mm-hmm. I thought that really fit me well. And that's something I aspired for, for mm-hmm. a while. Um, but when I, I took the job, um, he, it, was, <laughs> it was very far from um, the job description. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was many things not working well on, on that job. But um, because I'm used to work hard, I, uh, I try to make it work for the first uh, couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was exhausted because I was, the more it didn't work, the more I put in uh, mm-hmm. uh, more hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had my baby at home. I was sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was, um, it was quite intense. Mm-hmm. And at some point I realized uh, that uh, it wasn't working. And even if I stay one or two more years, uh, there was a lot of, of things we could have do, we could have done to reorganize the work, mm-hmm. um, especially because we're in HR. So it was our job to, right. um, we could have done something, but there were things not working well with the team. Uh, and I decided to, to leave because I couldn't see myself in the same situation in six months or one year from, from now, mm-hmm. from that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I took a couple of months off to to be with my my daughter, mm-hmm. uh, and I could finally enjoy time with her mm-hmm. uh, because I had missed so many so many nights, uh, so many time with her on weekends because I was working all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I quit and I had finally that time with her, uh, I I started to to think about what I really wanted to do with my life. And I wanted to put my family first and going into another job uh, probably will not um, uh, help me do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially in HR, because um, it's, it's quite an intensive job. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually you have lots of things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in HR, um, you have a lot of admin work to do, a lot of payroll and, and all of things. And 
I was more interested in working on performance, helping people getting better at their mm -hmm. job, mm -hmm. uh, things like this. But usually when you have a kind of hands-on hands uh, HR role, mm -hmm. that's the least things you focus on. You don't focus on developing the people. That's right. uh, usually the last thing. And mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to focus on. And um, so, yeah, so I decided to start my business so I could use my potential and I could uh, use the time that I had uh, the way I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And and so um, do, what was your company's reaction when you left? I mean, was there a lot of, you know, accusations and stuff or were they were, you know, it was like mutually, because I, I know how it feels when yes. you're in a situation like that and it's no matter how hard you work, it just seems to get worse and worse and at the end of the day, you wonder if there's something wrong with you or is there something yes. wrong with the yes. company or, you know, or the job or the situation or whoever it is. So, I mean, yeah, it yes, must have been so hard for you to, cause you were all, you know, you were struggling with the, you can't make them happy. Yes. You're, you know, you're sleep deprived, you're missing your yeah. family. And it's like, how did you come up with like, okay, that's it. I'm going to start my own business now. I mean, how did you go from, you know, all I need yes. to do is just take a nap and I want to spend time with my daughter to that's it. I'm done. I'm going to yes. start something of my own. How, how did, how did that, yes. that come well, about? I, I think because uh, I tried so hard to make the job work uh, mm -hmm. and once I decided to quit, and again, I think it's about making my mind and um, having an object, uh, like deciding. Uh, once I decided that I would quit the job and uh, I couldn't put more effort into this, and I told my, uh, my, the company I was going to leave, mm -hmm. uh, it was not a surprise because we, we knew it wasn't uh, working uh, with the team. And um, I proposed to change things, mm -hmm. um, but uh, it, it didn't come uh, fast enough. <laughs> right, right. So, mm -hmm. uh, so we knew it wasn't working. And um, so it wasn't a surprise when I decided to leave. And um, we, um, yeah, I, I think <laughs> once you decide to quit, uh, there's nothing more uh, uh, you, you can do. But after that, uh, I didn't just write, uh, start my business right away. I needed to take some time to, uh, to rest and disconnect yes. from work because when you're close to burnout, uh, as you said, um, uh, emotionally, I think it's really hard mm -hmm. physically and emotionally uh, when you're burned out. Uh, you need time to, uh, to, to disconnect and also to rebuild your confidence, I think, mm -hmm. uh, because of course you wonder if there's something wrong with you when things are not working, especially if you put in the work, you put in the hours and you try your best and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, it's very frustrating. Um, and I've met in my career many people who were burned out and it took them uh, a few months or years sometimes to get back on their feet. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, I took a few months off, mm -hmm. uh, but then I, I, I didn't see myself uh, just staying at home and, and taking care of my daughter, even if it was good. Uh, I needed something to work on. I needed to, um, to use my brain more and, and to start uh, focusing on something else as well so that's why after a couple of months i started to work on my on my first business mm -hmm. so what was that what was the first business that you did so it was a hiring platform okay <laughs> because i've done so much hiring and um that was the network i had in hong kong and and my experience so mm -hmm. i thought uh, especially as an hr i think you think a lot about of you think a lot of your resume mm -hmm. and what you're doing next 
means uh, it needs to make sense with what you've done previously right. um, and uh, so yeah so uh, naturally I went I wanted to keep working on on hiring um, and I thought I knew the market very well with my connections so I knew there were a need on the market for French speakers mm -hmm. uh, in Hong Kong uh, so I wanted to focus on that and I worked for a couple of years on building the website uh, making sure I had the right system uh, to have everything working I had um, hundreds of people to try the website I had unpaid uh, client to mm -hmm. Uh, test it mm -hmm. uh, and then <laughs> and then nothing happened I didn't have uh, one cell mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't try uh, I think I I've I had a lot of uh, fears that I couldn't uh, do it because it was my first time being an entrepreneur and mm -hmm. um, I didn't go for the cell <laughs> mm -hmm. so I focused too much on building the system and and not uh, the operations Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So you, and you, you were focusing on the tools and not what people actually wanted. And as a result, you never, you ne never yeah, really I took off. Okay. Yeah, I think when you have your business and you don't go out there to, uh, to try to sell, uh, if you, because I was meeting people, uh, I was meeting companies, but I was offering them to test the platform. I didn't, I didn't dare to ask for the sale, I guess. I wasn't uh, uh, ready for, for that. Uh -huh. uh, and after two years, um, I got, uh, I think I lost uh, my passion for mm -hmm. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just didn't dare to, to try to sell the thing. Uh -huh. Yes. So then what happened after that? So after that, uh, uh, I wanted to uh, to change things because I used to meet a lot of people and and just working on a website and working on the on the back uh, office thing for two years. I wanted to, uh, I think I wanted to get uh, close to what I used to do in HR. Mm -hmm. uh, I was missing the interaction with people, and uh, so at that time we went back to Hong Kong after spending two years in France. Um, so also, uh, for my first business, the, the hiring platform, I tried to do it from France. Maybe also that was the, the challenge as well. Oh, um, okay. so, so when I went back to Hong Kong, uh, and my, um, after a year, my, uh, my daughter went to school because mm -hmm. before that I had my daughter with me for the first two or three years. Right. Um, so that was a challenge as well to try to, um, to squeeze as many work hours as I could while taking care of her full time. Uh, that was a real challenge. Mm -hmm. um, and when I uh, went back to Hong Kong and finally she was at school, um, things started to change. Uh, and I, I pivoted my business into uh, an offer, uh, so a service offer, so I could meet more clients and more people. Mm -hmm. um, and I started to, um, to serve uh, startups and small businesses to help them build their, their um, HR, so their whole people operations. Oh, okay. So now I didn't realize that in Hong Kong you would need, um, you know, that you they, they would require French-speaking um, people. Are there a lot of French companies there? Yeah, there's a lot of French companies. So it, it's a niche, uh, but definitely um, it's hard for them to find uh, French speakers, okay. uh, especially if they want them to speak Mandarin or Cantonese. Okay, um, yep, 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 okay. Yeah. So, so you, when, once you started, you pivoted and you were helping startups do their HR. Uh, did that yes. take off? 
Yeah, very, very fast, actually. Mm -hmm. So once my daughter was at school and once I uh, rebuilt my offer, uh, I started to meet with companies. And uh, this time I made sure uh, I went for the sale. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, and I took, quickly took on um, more clients that I could serve. Um, and it was working well. And I started to uh, to always want to offer more to the clients. So mm. instead of focusing on one thing in HR, I was working on the whole people operations um, right, okay. by myself mm -hmm. for, for a few startups. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, so I quickly, so at that time I didn't put the right system in place and I was too much on the operation. Um, which I think is good when you want to build up your experience, mm -hmm. but I already had the HR experience. That's why I was uh, good at doing uh, what I did. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, it was hard for me to take on more clients because mm -hmm. I couldn't take more than what I was handling. Mm -hmm. uh, and my clients wanted to work with me. They didn't want to work with other people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tried to, uh, to put uh, more people. So I hired uh, a few times uh, and I proposed to um, have all the people working for them, mm -hmm. uh, but my clients didn't want it to. They wanted to work with me. Mm -hmm. um, so that was hard for me to grow the team and grow the revenue. So I, I was reaching a cap uh, very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, and also uh, because I took on too many things, mm -hmm. uh, I was working hard again, <laughs> working right. many hours. Mm -hmm. um, and I, um, I realized uh, quickly that I I couldn't grow it as a, as an agency or I saw myself having more people in the company, but that was not happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, yeah, so, so, so basically that, that was it. So, so now, but, but that's, but that's not what you do now, is it? It's changed so now, since then, right? It's changed. Yes, it's, it did change. Um, I, I still do uh, some of the things that I was doing that I loved, which was uh, working on performance and goals and helping people uh, in their job. Uh, but instead of helping the whole company, <laughs> the, the startup, mm -hmm. uh, I focus on the entrepreneurs, so the founder, mm -hmm. uh, and I help them uh, put the right systems and the operations uh, and focus and building their team. Uh, but I'm not the one doing it now. I'm not the HR uh, building up the team. Um, so I, I changed it from uh, doing this online uh, mm -hmm. to, to just take control of my time. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have smart. to go to my clinic. Yeah, because before... Um, when I started to take on uh, the, my different uh, clients, in, uh, startup clients, mm -hmm. I had to work many times from their offices. Uh, and I had a lot of schedules to manage, a lot of people um, schedules to manage. Mm -hmm. uh, and it meant that I had to squeeze my personal time into this. And um, I had my daughter to take care of uh, mm -hmm. at that time also. She went to school, uh, but school finished very early in Hong Kong. So at mm -hmm. 3 p.m. she was out. Mm -hmm. um, so it was always a struggle for me to pick up her at school. I was always the last parent to come mm -hmm. to pick her up. Mm -hmm. And she always asked me, why do you come so late? <laughs> um, and I, I always told her um, I was in a meeting. I was caught up with my clients. And, and it, it started to take on too much of my life mm -hmm. uh, and that's why and I loved what I, I did but I, I wanted to, to make it more flexible mm -hmm. uh, so that's why I now focus on doing it online so I don't have to go to my clients anymore mm -hmm. 
and I'm uh, actually developing some course so I can have more people, uh, but I can also uh, have more control of my time. Yes, that that is awesome. That is really cool because now you yeah. have now you have two babies, right? I mean, yes. now you have two kids. So, yes, I have. Um, and so you've managed to balance, you know, parenting and um, raising your two children and yeah. having your own business. Um, yes. By <laughs> making choices and saying, I am only willing to do this much, right? So, yes, exactly. But it took me, it took me a while. I mean, it's been a long journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, especially, I think uh, things starting, started to change really when I had my second child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want it to miss uh, on, on all the things that I missed with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to put my fam- family first this time and build my business around my, my priorities. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that is, I mean, um, uh, uh, I totally get what you're saying because it, you know, as a parent, you're trying to do everything and then yeah. you realize you can't please anybody. So you really have to make a choice to decide how you want to move ahead and, you know, what is important to you and what your priorities are, right? Yes, yes. So, and and after, after they will grow up mm-hmm. and they will live their life and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the time I have now with them uh, is not going to come back. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, so that's why I want to focus on them uh, right now. Um, and then when they will... Uh, grow up uh, and they will uh, go to college and everything uh, of course I can I, I will adapt my business I think mm-hmm. but one thing that took me a long time to to realize is that um, I had I had my reality with my kids mm-hmm. uh, and because I used to work hard I always wanted to provide more for my clients mm-hmm. instead of um, of really uh, looking at how many hours I had in a day and what I really could take on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so now I, I make sure I, I plan everything well and I don't, um, I, I take care of everybody's expectation, uh, but especially mine, <laughs> mine first. Um, so, so I don't burn out. Um, yes, that is, yeah. that is so important. Mental health, making sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of the others that are important, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, so now looking back, you know, at your, your journey, you've done, you've come so far, knowing all the things that you know now, Yes. What would you have told your younger self? Or is there uh, anything that you would have changed? I would, I would try more. Uh, <laughs> you worked I really would, hard. You would still try more? Yes, I would because uh, I still had fears and, and anxiety. And there's a lot of small moments uh, mm-hmm. in your life that uh, you think it has a huge impact on your life, but, mm-hmm. but it has not. Um, because if you look, Especially when you're young, you think every everything in the present um, has a a lot of importance, like a meeting, conversation, things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would try to stress less, <laughs> really, mm-hmm. uh, and, and try more, um, especially with my first business, to try to sell and and to dare. Uh, to do it uh, until I have a hundred no's, um, because now looking back at the first business, um, I. I built everything and then I didn't even try to sell it. Mm. Um, so I think if I did try, uh, I would maybe had a hundred no's, uh, but I, I would have had uh, clients mm-hmm. um, and uh, I could have turned it around. But then uh, after a few years, um, I just 
didn't have the energy to put into that business again. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, I would try more. Uh, I would dare to to have uh, rejections <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because it's part of the process and it's normal. But um, I, I, yeah, I, I would I would try more. <laughs> okay. So now, um, having already done, you know, you went to college for HR. You yeah. worked in HR. You started your own business. So if somebody wanted to either go into HR or start their own business. What is the top three pieces of advice that you would give them? Uh, I would uh, tell them to listen uh, to themselves, mm-hmm. uh, listen to what they want to do, uh, especially in H- if they want to go in HR. Uh, there's a lot of people who will tell them that uh, a lot of things are not possible um, and you have to do things a certain way. Uh, but um, especially if you're into people development, there there are good companies out there that will let you do this. Will let uh, you take care of their people, mm-hmm. uh, build the, their culture and everything. So it's possible. Um, so you you have to stay to stand your ground, <laughs> and and don't let people um, tell you that things are not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's one thing. Listen to listen to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I think it goes together. I will t- uh, tell them to don't wait for permission uh, yes. to, to, to do something. Don't, don't ask for people to validate their ideas or, um, and, and just try, <laughs> try things. Yes. No, that, that's very important. I, I didn't realize the, you know, when, I didn't realize when even I do it a lot. I keep saying, is, is this okay? Is this okay? It's mm-hmm. like at some point in time, you need to stop asking people and just go do it. And then, Yes. Yeah, you you would know uh, whether it worked yeah. or not. And and many people in my life, friends, family, teachers, they've told me uh, that I couldn't do it or that what I wanted to do was impossible. Like even going to China, moving to Hong Kong, people were always telling me, "But what if this doesn't work? What would you do?" Uh, they were always t- talking about the risk, mm-hmm. uh, which exists, of course. Uh, but if you don't try, uh, then you never know. You never know if if it could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every, every time when you had a new goal or if you want to start something new, uh, like if you want to start a new job, a new career or a business, if things doesn't work out, you can always, you can almost always go back to your previous situation uh, and bounce back from this. That's um, absolutely true. Yeah, there's nothing to be afraid of. If it didn't work, you can always go back home, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. No, no, this is great. Well, thank (laughs) you so much, Orly. I really appreciate you taking the time. This is, this is really awesome. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm so uh, geek that you actually went all the way from France to Hong Kong (laughs) and you're still there and you're planning to move again, right? Yes. Next month. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Now your travels start again, right? Yes. (laughs) A new adventure. (laughs) That is great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) You're very welcome. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you love the show, please leave a review. Just remember, you could be one story away from being inspired.